0: Hello and welcome to Board Wars EU, your bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars, Imperial Assault a miniature game by Fantasy Flight Games. I'm Stefan and with me today is Hervik. So, say hello Hervik. Hi there guys. So, uh, the podcast will be mainly about the game and then down the road also about the lore. To get a, to get a grip on, uh, maybe in this episode on us 2 uh, I'll... Briefly explain how I got to the game and why I'm starting the podcast, and then we'll ask Herrick how he how he knew about the game or he, how he got to know about the game. Then we'll go on with the regular topics. Uh, my story is I I started playing board games seriously not even about a year ago, uh, maybe last summer. Or so it's not a not even a year, and uh, I started playing playing the Lord of the Rings uh, LCG from fantasy flight games. There is a a very famous podcast for this game called Cardboard of the Rings. I listened to it uh, like over the over the, the month months in the, the fall and it's a good co- podcast. They're funny guys. Then I heard about their Gen Con experiences for last year and they talked briefly about uh, Star Wars Imperial Assault and what it is, and I looked it up on YouTube. There were a few videos about it, and it was really interesting to me because I'm a a little Star Wars nerd, I think. So I looked it up, and I ordered it from Amazon.co.uk, and I got it. I think two days before Christmas. Didn't end up playing it until until January, but I'm I finished my first campaign now, and it's really a good game. But I'm I'm still I still got to. Uh, Got to get a skirmish game going. But more about that later. Um, yeah, that's probably my story. So we'll ask Herrick how he got to know uh, about the game.
1: And yeah, Herwig, Okay. what is your so, story about Star <clears throat> Wars? So, uh, my Star Wars story. Well, um, I think I've always been a huge Star Wars fan, you know. I got back into board gaming like five or six years ago. Or five years ago, probably. I started board gaming again. And started with like many serious board games and also listened to a lot of YouTube reviews and podcasts about board gaming. Started to play like Descent and because it reminded me like of HeroQuest and StarQuest, the games I played as a child. This year I was like on the uh, Twitter live stream for people who were sitting in the in-flight report of Fantasy Flight and... They were like live tweeting new games and so on. And um, yeah, I really saw like the first pictures and the first news um, from Gen Con and decided, yeah, that's something I always wanted to play because it's like Heroes Quest, it's with Star Wars. And I really knew, <laughs> knew I had to get that game. And I really looked forward to painting uh, Star Wars minis. So, <clears throat> perfect fit for me.
0: Yeah, it's nice. You also mentioned that you played Descent, and did you play Descent Second Edition too?
1: Yeah, Second Edition you mostly. Both. I played for first edition like only like two or three nights with some friends who had a lot of stuff for for the first edition, and then got really into the second edition. Like um, I have almost, I think I have all expansions now for uh, Descent Second Edition. Wow, <laughs> which are a lot, and have played. We have played two campaigns now. And um, we're in the middle of a third one, and we have to get the people back together, the back, for Star back Wars. together, and yeah, we're also for Star Wars for the Star Wars campaign, but this will probably be different people, more the Star Wars nerds, and the uh, Descent round is with like uh, yeah, more the fantasy nerds. so
0: okay, <laughs> two groups <Yeah>. of
1: people, <laughs> yeah,
0: because and, uh, some of our listeners may not know because um, Star Wars Imperial Assault is like a descendant from Descent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it has it has uh, that's it's a funny it's a, that's a funny sentence, sentence to yeah. say. It has the base core mechanics on the board on the table are very similar. Yeah. I think that the main differences between Descent second edition and Star Wars is that Star Wars has the skirmish mode. I, I don't think Descent no. second edition has a skirmish mode.
1: Well, w- we can discuss uh, discuss about the skirmish mode later but I think the skirmish mode most is mostly here, so it's not a real board game, so they can uh, have it as a Miniatures Battles game, because they have only the license for the Miniatures Battle game, not for board games with Star Wars, so I think that's uh, oh, the loophole a- they have. Oh, oh, that's... that's yeah, and I think Hasbro yeah.
0: has their license for board games. Yeah, right? yeah
1: there were some... Um, for Star Wars, right? Yeah, Hasbro has the license, oh, and I think there were some rumors that Hasbro was behind the delay in December. But probably it was just the wonderful world of international uh, shipping logistics. But they have the loophole with the skirmish mode, and so it's not mm. a straight uh, okay, game. Okay, that's maybe that's
0: maybe that's the reason, yeah.
1: But uh, on the other hand, it's just you get two two games in one box, which is a pretty sweet deal. So.
0: That that's also why I, I instantly bought it, regardless of its price, because it's it's for a board game. It's pricey, but it's not that big of a deal if you if you imagine that you're playing the campaign with maybe three or four friends and the campaign. They are. They are quite. The campaign out of the box are quite long. We had we had like seven sessions now, and we played some of the sessions were like ten hours, and we we have, we just finished the first the first campaign, and it's it's a really long game. And then on top of that, you have the skirmish mode, and it's 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 a good game for for price price to value wise. So,
1: like in descent, the campaign lasts yeah for a couple of nights. So okay. I think so they are shorter. I think, yeah, we we had six or seven sessions or something to finish the campaign. But um, it depends, you know, uh, uh, this system is, uh, um, a lot of things are updated from the last second edition. Descent second edition, so like um, side quests and so on, uh, handled much more better in uh, Imperial Assault now. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, we'll come back to that later. Uh now that we cleared up uh where Star Wars Imperial Assault uh comes from, from Fantasy Flight perspective, because they were also publishing Descent and Second Edition, uh and Descent Second Edition, so it's their basically the third game with this um mechanic. We'll go on to our next topic, the news. Uh I think you mentioned it uh with shipping delays. There was an additional shipping delay in January, I think, because the 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 dock workers union in on the US West Coast did a, did a massive strike and they didn't work or the they hardly worked for about like like six or seven weeks since the, the Fantasy Flight stuff is manufactured in China. It's shipped over via via container cargo ships to the West Coast and then distributed from there. They were They were quite nervous and they already had a a news article up on the website to explain the delays, but as soon as the article went up, that was about two weeks ago, I think, or maybe two and a half weeks ago, uh, they immediately took it down because they heard that the union and uh, the the, the firms uh, employing the the workers, they they came to agreement. And yeah, it was the, like the just works. a couple
1: of hours later, six hours later, it was uh, solved the strike. And they took they took down the, the article, so it's not
0: on it's not on the Fantasy Flight uh, website anymore. But you can you can read about the the the, the strike and what went on with the strike. Everyone on the internet it was a big to- a big topic in January, so it's hardly to miss. So yeah. the. The main thing that was stuck on the, on the ship were the expansion packs for the, for, for the base game, because the base games, they were already here. They, they were shipped in fall, I think. And the, the expansion packs were after that and they kind of got stuck on the ship and the expansion packs. We'll also uh, talk about the expansion packs maybe in a later episode. But if you want to win an ex- expansion pack, you can uh, win it in the podcast. At the end of the podcast, we'll have a lore question about, Star Wars related related stuff and you can send us an email with the answer and you'll be automatically qualified with a right answer of course For winning one of the expansion packs. I'll go over about it later Okay, so that was the first bit of news and the second bit of news I want to talk about is they, they also posted a strategy article uh, Fantasy Flight did and it's about uh, Vader and how he relates or how he works in the skirmish game. Uh, I think we'll we'll actually postpone that for later in the episode when Herrick will talk about his first uh, skirmish experiences because it might fit better in there. We'll come to our next topic and I want to use uh, a little bit of time in the first few episodes and in first two or three episodes to explain how the game the campaign side of the game works and how to set it up because uh, when I got the game, I was quite confused. Um, because there, there is, there are so many different card decks and it's hard to get a, to get a grip on when to use what deck and what deck does what and how to set it up to get the first game going. So what I want to do is uh, explain how to set up the first game in this episode and maybe Herwig. If he doesn't know or does know any additional stuff, well, or mista- if I make mistakes, he can correct me, whatever. Yeah. So, what are the different decks for? Uh, if you set up a game, the first thing you do is you let the, the, the rebel players in the campaign cho- uh, choose their heroes. There are six heroes, and they're all quite thematic. You have a Jedi, you have a Wookiee, you have a, a Scoundrel Smuggler type, and you have the, the, Fee- the Army type. Solo, yeah. yeah, and... Uh, you let them choose the, the heroes and they have, corresponding to the heroes, they have a, a rebel class deck, I think it's called. Yeah, that's the, the right name. And it's like, the sm- they are small cards, I think they are like 2 inches by by 3 or 4 inches uh, large. And uh, the rebel class cards all have the respective hero on their back. So they are easy to, to, to pick out and distinguish and you just give them... You just give the players the, their responding hero card. Yeah. That's the, the the large card, and then their respective um, um, class cards.
1: This is and, uh, uh, this is like one of the big differences to Descent Second Edition, because there had like four hero classes. You choose a hero yeah. corresponding to a class, like healer class, warrior class, mm-hmm. um, rogue, and uh, magic. And yeah. then you could choose like a specific deck, like. For the warriors, you could be like wolf, mm-hmm. uh master, marshal, mm-hmm. and so on. And I was really surprised that here they went the other way, where like every he- single hero miniature has their own own characteristic class tag. So yeah. it's a little bit different way they went here with this game.
0: Yeah. Also, the the heroes itself, the heroes themselves, they 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 represent. Like class mixture mixtures, mixtures I, th- I think, because mm-hmm. you don't have the healer type or you don't have the tank type. They're all kind of in between. There, they they are basically um, made thematic to what their their thematic counterparts in the Star Wars universe are capable of. So the Wookiee, he's charging in and he's he's brawling all the enemies and cleaving. And when he's got, he's when he's wounded, he's turn, he's g- g- going into the rage. So, uh, it's more more of a
1: thematic link than a than a gameplay mm. link. That's I think this is something that works here much more better. Like other, it gives uh, it gives them more character because they have their own yeah. deck of skills, and so every the figures yeah. gets much more character in this sense. All of them seem a little bit generic. They're all like heroes, and you can play the same figure as uh, Prophet. Uh, you can play him as a, a disciple and so on yeah. and it's the same miniature but play it with different classes and you can as a bard even or so you'd like to, in the healer class you even have the bards and it's sadly they, they feel really generic all the hero miniatures i have 20 of them them but they lack a little bit of character and they try to okay. give them some fluff but this is here uh, solved much more interesting, much more better. So everybody feels like, okay, this is this character and the yeah. other character, every character feels like a character.
0: It's it's a, ni- it's a nice solution to the problem that players usually want to play a certain role, but yeah. uh, to get into a, a little bit of, of, the, of the Star Wars theme and the feel of the Star Wars universe, you have to, to cast that role into a, in a, into a character, a real character. They, the heroes in in the game in, in Imperial Assault they are real characters because they, yeah. they really have abilities that you don't would wouldn't expect from from a typical tank even though they are a tank so it's it's a really nice nice solution so uh, after the the rebels chose each their heroes um, you as an Imperial player I'll of course the the setup I will always always uh, talk uh, from the perspective of perspective of the imperial player uh, you get to choose your own class and as an imperial player you have three different classes and they only differ um, in terms of your class cards. They are also like the rebel class cards. these smaller cards the like two by four inches cards and they are easy to distinguish because uh, the rebel cards all the class cards all have a rebel symbol. On the back, on the top right back, and the imperial class cards all have an imperial symbol on the top right back, and they are like let me count two, four, six, eight, nine cards per, per class. One you get uh, at the start for no experience, and the others you have to buy between the missions with experience. And there are three decks. Uh, these are military might, subversive tactics, and the third I never can remember. Oh right, technological superiority. And they also, they act like themes because they, they each, each enhance different parts of your army and how you enhance the troops. Because, uh, the first campaign I played was, with, was with Military Might and Military Might basically boosts your stormtroopers, um, to a point where they become massive powerhouses and they can take hits and they shot damage to no end. So <laughs> it's it's re- it's really funny to play the to play the to play the Stormtroopers with this deck. But in my second part uh, second campaign I will play subversive tactics and that this deck mainly focuses on um yeah on putting on putting on strain to the heroes and uh, slowing the heroes down. So I, I don't know how it works out, but we'll see that maybe in a few weeks when I have more experience with that deck. So after the rebels chose their class you can choose your class, and the other, the rest of the of the decks, like the the, the unused uh, Rebel uh, hero class cards, and the the unused Imperial class cards, you can just put away in the bag. You can wrap them up with uh, like a rubber band and throw them down. You you probably won't need them until you uh, finish the campaign, and yeah, you also don't need them in the skirmish. But I think Herrick will talk about that later. So. You really, really can play skirmish battles during campaigns without, without having, having to, to, uh, divide up cards. So they, they did a nice, nice thing that yeah. in skirmish you, you only need special skirmish cards. And in, uh, in campaign, you only need special campaign cards aside from deployment cards, which represents your, your figures. But that's not an issue. So, okay. After you chose your tag, your deck you get to construct another deck that's influencing you, it's your agenda deck, and this is basically the the things you can buy between the missions with uh, influence you earn. Influence is like the currency of the Imperial player, and the Rebels can also buy stuff during the mission uh, between the missions, but they get to... you have a, um, um, an upgrade deck, and I'll go back to the upgrade deck in the second episode, where I explain how the Mission itself works, and what well, to do between the missions. But um, the upgrade decks are fixed for the rebels. But you can choose your, basically your upgrade deck, which is called the gender deck, uh, by yourself. And these are cards. Um, these are um, regular sized cards, and they all have an. Uh, I don't know what the symbol is. It's a. It's like a, a sharded window. I I think it's it looks it looks imperial style, and they are. Uh, easy to distinguish because these are only twenty twenty-one 21 cards and they are divided up into seven, uh, sets of 3 cards, each link, linked together. And you have to choose six of these, of these sets to construct a deck of 18 cards. And we expect that in the, in the, in the expansion packs, there will be, you will be adding additional cards for this agenda, agenda deck, also for the Imperial Class deck. But We'll see about that when we have the expansion packs on our tables. So you build the agenda deck if you uh, by picking six of the seven uh, different agenda deck types. I think they are called like Lord Raiders Command and Imperial Discipline. They have funny names, and some of (laughs) them are even are even linked to, to missions you can play during the campaign. And you just for the first campaign, I think you you just pick any of the, of the, of the seven sets and just pick one and leave it out and you play the others because uh, without experience it's hard to tell which are good or which are bad. They also, some of them cost more inf- influence, some of them cost less. You basically want to have many cards that cost two influence because from what I found out they are the most useful during the campaign and they are the most use- useful to buy early and use during the campaign continuously. So, Maybe that's something you can take away from that. So, and after you you build your uh, agenda deck, you usually build the side mission deck for the rebels, which represents which missions can be played between the story missions. But since you don't actually need to do that before after the first mission, we'll skip that today and just tell you about how to assemble the first mission that's called Aftermath and. Uh, you can postpone the, the building of the side deck. Really, you can postpone it until after the first mission. By rules, you should do it before, but it's not that big of a deal if you do it afterwards. So, um, after you build the decks, like I told you, uh, you assemble the first mission that's on the, I think it's on the third, on the fourth page of the campaign guide, and it's called Aftermath. And it's consisting of like 10 tiles of the, the, you have, I think it's like 40 or 50 cardboard tiles in the in the box, and 10 of them you assemble to the first mission and put up the doors and the terminals and the crates and whatever, and then you deploy your units, your starting units, and you have um, on the on the on the page for the mission you have on the top right you have deployment and setup, and there are three uh, group types listed. Uh, first are the initial groups, then the reserved groups, and then the open groups. The initial groups are the ones depicted depicted on the on the graphic for the for the mission tiles. The ones that are already standing there at the start of the mission. And the reserved groups are ones you you, you should uh, put a, put aside the minis for them, and you need to take out the deployment cards for them. But um, you shouldn't tell the rebels what's coming up because maybe it's a spoiler or so. And they are deployed uh, after certain event, events in the mission take place. So you can't deploy them on your own, and um, you have to wait until you deploy them at least once. And if they are defeated, then you can redeploy them at your command or how you how you see fit. But before that, you can't deploy them. So you have to kind of wait for the for the mission to reveal certain enemy types before you can actually play them. And the third group is open groups. These, for the first mission you can't choose any open groups, but for, the, for, for like all uh, subsequent missions you can choose open groups and these are just deployment cards you pick out and uh, add to your army and all these two you can deploy at your will after any round. So after you assembled the maps and put the, put the minifigures on the map and deployed your stuff and laid down your stuff, you also need the, the threat dial, the threat and round dial. It's the, the bulky uh, dial thing with two dials, uh, one green and one red. And the red represents your threat, which limits how many troops you can deploy between the rounds. And the right one is the counter for the rounds. And most missions in Imperial Assault, at least in the campaign, have a round, a fixed round limit after which you basically, most of the time, the Imperial player wins after a certain set of rounds. And the rebels have to rush to the objectives to come before that as to to <laughs> to finish the, the mission before that. But uh so this the style is it's pretty important for you. And then after you set up everything, you read the mission briefing, and that's something I did wrong like for the first few few missions because uh, the mission briefing You you read the the stuff in the box, in the white box, like that's a flavor text about what happens before the mission and uh, what's awaiting the rebels during the mission. And then you have uh, some a list of of, of stuff to read to the rebels, right? That's usually including uh, what's what's the the active goal or the active target for the rebels and like special stuff, how doors open, how they interact with, with with figures, and who can open doors, and after you read you read, uh, you read that, you're basically, basically set to start the first round, and yeah, you'll do that then, and play the first mission. We'll get around uh, talking about how to, to do the round itself, and how to um, do the post-mission cleanup, and what to do between the missions in the next episode, to not make this episode too long with explanations that no one's going to listen anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, that's everything you need to do to set up the first mission and to start playing, and after that you play the mission and do the post cleanup up and you're basically in the campaign then. Um, with that out of the way, we come to our next point. Oops. Campaign and Skirmish play experience. So, since I talked for the last ten minutes, <laughs> I'll give over. I'll give over the mic to Herrick, and he'll uh, talk about what he played in the last. I think last week you you got your game, a week ago. Last or two week, weeks ago. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I ordered it, from and you you only played skirmish right now.
1: Yeah, I managed to get it in, squeeze in a little game of skirmish, and yeah, and waiting for my players for the for the actual campaign. campaign. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, you did. You did. Did you play with the the same guy twice or?
1: Ah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how
1: the, how did it how did it go? Did you win? I won both times, luck, but <laughs> luckily mostly. And um, I played Rebels once and once with Imperials. Mm-hmm. And it was more or less pure luck. So I think if you if we both get a little bit more practice, it will even out. I really like the mechanics because for me it was the first time playing with the dice mechanics. I really like how they solved uh, the dice mechanics.
0: Yeah, with the attacking and defending and the surges yeah. and the
1: stuff, right? And even like if you're a big target, you uh, get have other dice than like small agile targets who could dodge mm, yeah. or uh, deflect. So that's just really just using different dice makes it much more easier than having like five special rules for everything, you know? Okay.
0: Yeah, because uh, I think Descent had only one defense die, right? Exactly, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. In and different Resor- colors,
1: yeah. right. In different colors, and everything else were like special rules. So, if you're okay. like a, a stealthy monster or a stealthy target, it was every time it was uh, different rules again. So, mm. this is something they really um, did well, yeah.
0: Because in Imperial Resort, for those who don't have the game yet, you have two different dice to to rule for defend, right? It's like yeah. you have one black die and one white die, and black die usually. You have, um, you have blocks on there that blocks damage, and the black die has more blocks on it, but uh, the white die, it has less blocks overall, but it has one side that's completely evading a, a full attack, so yeah. you evade all damage and all, all, all effects from the damage are basically puffing into the air and are
1: non-existent,
0: and that's really
1: good. It's just a little trick, but it um spares the confusion of like having to keep in mind f- five six different rules although it's like um set skirmish game I think what took for me the most time um was setting up the map
0: yeah I have some I have some shortcuts for that but I will talk about that either in the second or the third episode
1: we wanted wanted to play a different map uh, then mm-hmm. but then we yeah. said oh, pff, it would take forever to find everything so.
0: But with a, a few shortcuts, it's it's easy to to set up the map if you know yeah. how the tiles look and how to search for certain.
1: Yeah, tiles. I think that I will probably get faster finding the tiles and also. Um, well, I I watched a video of before playing uh, skirmish. I watched a video of uh, somebody on YouTube who explained the rules, which helped me a lot. I think if I would have like uh, played it without seeing that video. I would have made some mistakes. So, yeah,
0: there, there's a complex rules in there, right? Because yeah. I I made I made mistakes between basically every campaign mission up until the fifth, sixth, or seventh campaign mission. So it's really it's it's the fine details that are that that matters,
1: right? Yeah, sometimes you just like miss a line of of, of uh, text in the rules or something, and, and it completely um, changes what's happening. Yeah, right? and so, and you uh, like in descent for a long time. I forgot one rule. And that when the he- heroes are knocked out, they also get full uh, full strain, so full, uh, well, it's called stamina in, in design, but they also, if they lose all, uh, they get also are uh, up to full stamina, because they're, like, mm-hmm. now knocked out. And yeah. I forgot that rule, like, for the, almost for the whole first campaign, and it made my life as <laughs> playing the Overlord much more harder, much because harder, the, yeah. uh, the heroes recovered. Stood up again and we're like, yeah, carried on. Yeah, carried it's on. Easy, and it's easy
0: for them to just be rec- defeated, yeah. but but have their yeah, recovery ready, right? Uh,
1: strain or stamina is. It's like a, a key resource for... Uh, yeah, it's a resource for activating abilities. Exactly, the for, the, for right. the heroes, yeah. yeah. And um, in Descent, there are a lot of missions which are dependent on uh, like getting very fast from A to B for the heroes, mm-hmm. and they can use uh, the Strain or the Stamina, sorry for mixing up the vocabulary, <laughs> uh, but it's basically the same, um, to get there, like they can waste Stamina to move uh, more spaces. so it's very important for them and yeah
0: it's the, it's the same in, in Imperial Assault where the campaign missions usually since it's a time it's since most missions are timed uh, around round base the the rebels have to sprint to the objectives and yeah. one or two tiles extra per round can make such a difference across three or four rounds and um, in imperial assault also, Heroes do that with straining themselves, and you get strain tokens, and you have a limited pool of res- uh, endurance. And in skirmish, you don't. You basically yeah, exactly, take out all
1: all the strain rules, right? Yeah, you just get uh, uh, wounded more. Wow. Yeah, you you just you just take damage if you would take strain. But you know, taking damages in uh, skirmish. You can uh, take damage or you can uh, waste some of your uh, what's called command
0: cards? Yeah, command, yeah, command cards. Yeah. These, these are the, the other cards Small, that you don't cards, use yeah. in the campaign. Yeah.
1: You, you, you make like your own deck of um, special is attacks. It, is it, is and it so 10 on.
0: cards? So how many cards do you, do you assemble?
1: Uh, was it 10 or 15? Uh, maybe it's 15, yeah. Something like that. But a fine resource also. You You start with I think 3 in your hand and then you draw mm-hmm. one per round, and if you control certain points on the map, you can draw additional uh, cards. Yeah. yeah, so that's also an interesting mechanic. So it's um, it's we will see how it goes in the future and with the expansions. But mm-hmm. um, you can have to think about yeah, I have to use uh, not only uh, like a variety of models because I need some models for area control, some for the objective maybe need a couple of heroes, but you need, if you want to have like a flexible uh, group for playing, you need like heroes, troopers, everything, you know. That's
0: also, that's also uh, one thing that ties nicely into the strategy, strategy article from FFG because they, uh, in the the article, someone from Team Covenant I don't know if you yeah. know them but they are they have yeah, a yeah, huge them, yeah. YouTube channel and they are basically a board game store in the US. Yeah. And one of them wrote an uh, strategy article about Darth Vader during skirmish matches. And you have to know about uh, for the listeners who don't have the game yet, Darth Vader is like the the most expensive. It's uh, uh, really figure expensive, to, to put
1: in the game, right? but he's really expensive. But he's one of the few models who can attack twice in Skirmish if you play, like, by his rules. And, um, yeah, he really, like, murders people. He the He just yeah. cuts down is, a lot of uh, figures, yeah. Yeah,
0: the interesting thing is he's not only he's durable and he's strong, but... He's also very expensive, so you don't have. Yeah. That. You have a, a certain budget of points, and you assemble a, uh, an army uh, uh, with that budget. It's more or less half of your
1: army in more yeah, model. It, it, yeah. It's,
0: yeah, and it's one model for half of your budget, so you have less models to move around the map and get to these control points yeah, where you can draw additional cards. If, if right? you play
1: with Wader, um, more or less you have to go for. Uh, Killing the enemy <laughs> for killing the enemies and knocking them out from the game because well there are various different uh missions and with the expansion packs we always will get new uh skirmish missions but which i was surprised like when i first opened the box and i looked through like for the skirmish missions there were like only two then i realized that two more were in the uh hero packs that were already in the box so yeah so you have now like s- Missions. Oh, I six think six I think missions. It's, yeah. I
0: think it's two skirmish uh, missions yeah. per, uh, per per hero pack. Yeah, it's one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's two missions. It's just it's one two, map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one map. On
1: one map, two missions. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's one map with two missions on it. Yeah. And so you have basically six, uh, three maps and six missions on these three maps. Yeah. If you just yeah, have yeah, the yeah.
1: the base box. The guy who explained the rules on the YouTube video for skirmish, he said like maybe he thinks about like printing these maps on a. On paper, something. So it's, yes, it's a faster sample. So it doesn't. It's also, look that's through also the something tiles. they
0: are currently discussing on the FFG boards. I think there's a, there's a, a, a thread where people demanding that not only that FFG puts out PDFs to print f- with the maps, but also to, to maybe even, um, make available mats, uh, like yeah, play mats with printed yeah, on yeah, maps. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's crazy, right? Because
1: yeah, but but it's something they forgot with X Wing. There's like a, a like some companies started when X X Wing came out to make different playmat playmats with um, some stars on it, some nebulas, and so on. And everybody bought 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 those because they were some of them were beautiful. And um, I have one too, nothing, so <laughs> yeah. And everybody bought them. them. <laughs> and uh, Fantasy Flight came out with some... Um, cardboard stuff which is now gone they just like printed it once and nobody cared i think yeah because
0: it's it's not practical right the mat you can roll together and it's it doesn't take up much space and it's still it's still a nice nice surface to play on but cardboard it's it's bulky huge because the 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 play area at least in x-wing x-wing it's It's like three three, three by three feet and that's that's too much to to store away somewhere, right? And yeah. With cardboard. Uh, yeah, they had it in like
1: little tiles you had to put together, so it was also a little bit flimsy. And in the meantime, s- several stores online sold nice mats. So. Probably
0: they will they will do do play mats for Imperial Sort, but I don't think they will print on maps on that. They, I think they will, at least for the first year, they will say bring your tiles or yeah. have an organizer get like two copies of the game and and lay out uh lay out some maps beforehand but I think they will hold back on that because they are, they have some they have some pride in their product product i think yeah so and we'll see, we'll see how this this develops right
1: yeah I think maybe maybe they surprise us maybe they put out some of these maps or maybe they put out the P- PDFs for people to print themselves whoever wants to print so yeah it's
0: yeah, we'll see, but because, because in the, the, the ally and villain packs, you have, um, it's not only the missions you get, you also have additional cards and additional, uh, stuff you have to, uh, yeah. to bolster up your campaign or your skirmish play with. So it's not, it's not even about the missions, right? It's about, yeah. about the, the, the figures well, and s- the, the additional stuff for the mission. It, it
1: will get, get more, interesting with uh, the coming ex- expansions but it's really about like um, uh, how you build your command deck and which uh, troops you choose for your uh, um, group yeah, the and on, at, yeah. at the moment at the moment it's quite limited your, the way the stuff you can select mm-hmm. but i think for the core um, box i think it's okay yeah but for a core box it's really okay for a core game yeah. And we will s- we will see with the come uh, when the expansions finally arrive to wave one, um, how this will change uh, skirmish play or. Rider.
0: Right, uh, um the uh, fantasy flights put out an FAQ uh, recently, and the tournament the official tournament rules, and in there is something uh, some people really. Uh, were surprised by because you have in the in the in the core box you have cardboard tokens for some units right for some villains or some some ally units and yeah,
1: yeah and development cards so you could use them in skirmish yeah
0: yeah you could use them in skirmish but the official tournament rules state that you have to have used the f- you have to use the figures right and you can only get the figures in the not even yet available uh, expansion pack. so it's little, a little bit ambiguous right now because they they said uh at that the, with the start with the release of the tournament rules you basically can play tournaments but since the the packs are not out yet you can't even build the full the full army you could build because you can't use the cardboard tokens you can only use the figures included in the core box it's a bit it's a bit strange but i think they 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 expected that um, the expansion packs to arrive sooner and not get stuck on the boat that long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they were planned for beginning of January. And now, everything more or less uh, in uh, Fantasy Flight's uh, schedule is like pushed back two months, uh, uh, about two months. So, I think Star Wars Armada should have been out already. And um, wasn't that
0: re- wasn't that scheduled for mid mid 2015, Amada? No, no,
1: no, it's beginning.
0: Oh, oh, I missed. that. Amada should
1: have. <laughs> Uh, Amada should have come out in February, or January. And it was scheduled for early uh, quarter, first quarter of two thousand fifteen, but also got stuck in on on a on ship. On the boat, ironically. on the boat. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> the, that's the
0: famous phrase they use. They use in their in their articles that stuff is on the boat, and it was really on the boat for like multiple months basically yeah in this because ta- in all this the ships tavern.
1: were waiting in front of the harbor and i, I saw i saw some, some pictures unloaded about the, the, yeah.
0: yeah i saw some pictures where i see like 20 cargo ships waiting in front of the harbor like just two or three miles off the coast and not getting into the harbor because no one's un- unloading the the ships already in the harbor so it's yeah it now they have to work
1: overtime to to get like all the uh yeah the surplus load. The I mean, the, the workers
0: will probably be okay because they get extra overtime pay, right? So they are in a really situation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they got, they got like, they got like a vacation, and then they have uh, the additional income. So it's it's kind of working out for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will see what else is gets pushed back or what they manage to get um, uh, off the boat still in the first quarter, and. I think so- several other stuff will probably have been pushed back uh, thanks to that so um,
0: i'm I'm curious about um, a that's because I, I played a little bit of x x wing but it, x wing it's um, it, it didn't grasp me that much because it's it feels too small for 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 the scale that I, I I want to play at, because it's it's just a few a few spaceships against each other and i like to I like to play with armies. I like to play with armies, so maybe I'll get into Armada later that year. Because right now I'm, I'm deep into Imperial
1: Soft. <laughs> <laughs> it will <laughs> just get deeper, yeah, because... Um, yeah,
0: with the, with the expansion packs, right?
1: Yeah, during this year we will see... I think they will put out a um, decent amount of uh, expansion, because if you compare it to Descent, that per year one big box expansion, one small box, and like lieutenant packs and monster packs in between, which more or less are the like villain and ally packs, and we will have those in between as uh, different waves. And I think we will see this here, at least some kind of small box or and one big box expansion.
0: It's interesting because uh, because uh, if they if they put out another uh, a new expansion before the gen, before Gen Con, I think they want to do some finals, some 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 worldwide finals for the skirmish mode. Yeah, in, they have to put Gen out Con.
1: more figures. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and if they if they release expansion packs uh, like big box exp- expansions before they do the finals, are the are the expansion packs allowed to use in the finals? Because they probably will be right a little bit new at that time, right? Because I can't I can't see them releasing a a big expansion box before summer basically and. And Gen Con is somewhere at the end of summer.
1: It's in uh, August, 15th, 16th of August, about that, around that time. And um, we will see what uh, we, they will have. Um, Gamma Trade Show is next week, I think. And sometimes Gamma Trade Show, you get some little news bits out of the Gamma Trade Show. So maybe, maybe they will some, learn something. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And sometimes some podcasters at the Gamma Trade Shows they're normally a little bit talky. So sometimes last year they were able to um, get some stuff out of uh, Christian Peterson. Even so, he told a little some some stuff they will re- release later that year of the books. So, Maybe they, they will uh, talk a little bit because at, at New York Comic Con they only showed like a banner of uh, Star Wars Force Within so they have the license for Force Within and um, we will see <laughs> yeah we will see what they do with it so maybe they will uh, use stuff from Force Within for their current games or we will see I think we will see uh, like Unique games to that universe, to that license.
0: Yeah, uh, that's. I think. I think uh, expansions covering the new movies. You can basically guarantee that because it's already in the campaign. You have certain certain side missions have a a, a time. What's it called? A, a time, like a timeline limit where. Yeah, you have ti- I, I I noticed that. Uh, yeah, where are yeah, yeah. my... Where am I? Where am I? missions i don't know where i have them maybe they're here yeah they're here let's see about it because they are they have some time stuff on that where is it where is it
1: yeah i I think you probably can use like most of the technology in star wars never advances that far so that wouldn't be like the big issue it would only be yeah but so they they, they fit together
0: they fit together thematically too right yeah
1: yeah, exactly you can't play like a young uh, side mission with young luke skywalker
0: Ah oh, yeah, here it, is. here it is. Time period three or four are all the, the the relevant side missions in the core box are all time period three and four, and they in the I think in the in the manual they list at least seven time periods. So it's it's pro- it probably goes way up to the to the new stuff and maybe even in between that, right?
1: Yeah, they could really do everything. Yeah, but I think uh, this year we will have the announcement for. Big box, small box expansions, and like and wave of miniature packs in between, and let's see it's if they manage to, year. yeah, let's see if they manage to get it out before uh, Gen Con something. Like I think wave I, I of think, miniatures we'll is not not it, that yeah. miniature way picture uh, miniatures uh, second wave of min- some miniatures is I think not that big of a deal production wise.
0: A big box would be nice before Gen Con, right?
1: Yeah. If they, if they May-
0: plan to release two semi semi-big boxes yeah. per year, they have to start early, right?
1: Yeah. I think without the shipping delay, we already would have some uh, news some, uh, mm-hmm. for that stuff. But yeah,
0: maybe they're waiting, waiting to get the, the the current expansion boxes into the hands yeah. of at least some consumers before announcing the next stuff you can buy. Yeah, right? yeah so exactly.
1: Th- <laughs> It ma- normally confuses people or make makes them angry. We'll see. <laughs>
0: maybe maybe they'll, they'll announce something in the next two weeks, so we can talk about it in the next
1: episode. <laughs> I, I think in like in the next two weeks, some news will happen. Yeah, I, I'm in uh, looking for if they release like uh, like they're starting now with descent like single campaign books, so that like you don't need you only need like the, the your uh, the box and. How modular the system is, is it now that Imperial is even modular than Descent. You can release like just a campaign book with some new main campaign cards, can slide in the side missions, and there you go.
0: Yeah, it's because the, the tiles are really flexible, right? The the, the, the amount, the amount of, of, of areas you can create is basically limitless. You have, I think it's like 50, 40 or 50 distinct tiles, and they are printed on both sides, so you can mix and match them. In in endless possibilities, it's yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really well and well
1: made. The other thing I wanted to mention before, um, uh, with many of their other big games, they started like uh the quest world for descent. There's like a design your own for uh scenarios for Battlefront. So I think we'll see something similar for the skirmish game. And maybe then they give people the possibility like that they could print out the map. So I don't know. But we will see like a skirmish uh, generator in one way or other popping out on the on the uh, page sooner than later, I think. Because they did it for most of their other tournament games, so
0: Yeah, if they wait too long, maybe someone on BoardGameGeek or or even the forums is coding it itself themselves and because I already saw scans for the for the tiles are already out there. Uh, I, I mean Fantasy Flight probably want to suppress that. As long as they can, but there's yes. already a vessel, was, wasal or vessel. Yeah. I don't know vessel, how to pronounce the, the 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 program. It's a vessel plugin. You can play yeah. the skirmish mode with it, and it seems to work alright. I haven't tried it because I, I yeah, have no one to play with. They,
1: so. <laughs> they have to get it out sooner than later because there are people would do it themselves. So I think they are forced to do it themselves.
0: I yeah, will see. That's probably gonna happen in the next. Four or five months, I think. Yeah. So we'll but, see how uh, that
1: develops. But in the meantime, also after Gamma Trade Show, I think before Gen Con, there's also the uh, Star Wars Celebration in May, which is like the big Star Wars convention in Miami, where they will show the uh, the second trailer and they will uh, like they will show the first episodes of the second season of Star Wars Rebels. And so on. Yeah, right. And the finals
0: for Rebels was like a, th- a few days ago, right?
1: M- on Monday, yeah. Just did you the, Did you for... watch it? Yeah,
0: because I already watched it, and I the the kickback to episode one was nice, right? Yeah, <laughs> the, the final, well, yeah. like the final scene or so. <laughs> I already uh, I was almost almost waiting for for the the other stuff to happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was basically the same scene, right?
1: Yeah. Would be interesting. Some people already asked themselves. Maybe we will see some stuff of Star Wars rebels creep up in uh, X-wing, Imperial assault, wherever. Yeah? That's
0: also a possibility. Although maybe maybe rebels is a bit too early for, for, because the time periods, at least for the campaign, the time periods yeah. seem to start it, with the first exactly the, uh, with a so new it, hope. It, so, so it, maybe it's should,
1: really, It would be older versions of those characters, so. But,
0: but maybe they do it like with the Lord, Lord of the Rings stuff, where they put out saga boxes that are basically standalone Ooh, expansions.
1: I haven't, I haven't thought, thought about that. That's yeah, really interesting. You put,
0: you put out a standalone box that's using some of the stuff from the, uh, from the core box, but it's basically it's from another time. And it's mis- mostly standalone. It, they could do the, the, the same thing with like, uh, like a Rebels standalone box that's half the wow. size of the Imperial Assault, includes a cool. few, a few new tiles, maybe a few figures. And then you have a, a whole new campaign, maybe even replaying the first season of Rebels, which oh, wouldn't would be, be really a bad cool. idea because yeah. some of the, some of the episodes in Rebels, they basically play like an Imperial Assault campaign mission, yeah. right?
1: Exactly, they are like a group of uh, rebel commandos trying to uh, trying to do stuff in the in Imperial hack a computer and so on. Yeah, yeah, it's if it's really nice, fight yeah. against some ATSTs, so they would be already there. So yeah,
0: that may, might be a possibility. Yeah, but we'll yeah have I really to see, didn't right?
1: s- think about th- think about like uh, the way you could do it, like with Saga expansions. Yeah, we will see. But I think that we have some dates now where they could announce some more stuff. Because normally at Star Wars Celebration they they're like it's like the Mecca for Star Wars nerds. So they have always every year like special edition T-shirts there, and yeah, you name it, every all, all the toys, all the merchandise you can imagine, and they always like to announce special special stuff there. So maybe because Fantasy Flight's, I think like the the role playing game is doing really well. The Um uh, X Wing is. Selling really well. It was yeah, like know. The, the big X, X-Wing surprise X-Wing
0: is, hit. X, X-wing is like selling crazy.
1: Yeah, it was like the but big that, surprise but hit. But it
0: might also have to do with the with the models of X-wing being yeah beautiful, really high quality, com- and really nice to, to look like, at. like
1: with kids, like I'm also a big Star Trek fan, and the Wiskids kids stuff is the quality is awful, and <laughs> it's like only nitpicking, but I'm so pissed off that they are not really to scale. Yeah. Like, the Enterprise E is, like, the same size as the Defiant and so on. And it's, like, it drives me crazy. (laughs) So, sadly, I can't. And and it's, you can't really, they tried it to modify a little bit, but you can't really play with these dogfight rules. Then playing with the big ships like Enterprise and so on, it's it doesn't really work. It would be interesting with the, like, they has, they're already out some of the reviews for the Armada rules, and they really try to capture, like, the feeling of you commanding a big ship, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like a, with has much to do with facing and and barraging and stuff, right? right, right? With the large ships.
1: And they, they're like, you know, if you get really on the deep end of board gaming, they're like all these war, uh, war games, war gaming, and it's like historical war gaming, it's like, uh, very realistic, trying to like sh- uh, do naval battles and so on uh, uh, in that uh, part of the hobby. And it gets very like you feel in the end you, you're playing like a total mathematical simulation in on the one end, or it gets too, too uh, unrealistic. And it's always hard to find like a balance if you simulate uh, military combat in a way that it doesn't feel too like, uh, okay, it's uh, mathematics or it it's too comical, too, too flimsy and, and judging by the first reviews they found a nice balance but I think like when they do, did it with the card game they really put a lot of time into testing and uh, for the Star Wars card game they even uh, uh, started anew because they had like a first version of it which was very similar to the Lords of the Ring. Card game, yeah. We, but just
0: without the, the you play it against each other, right? Yeah. 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 I read about that, that. I, right they, about that. They, I was they, really pissed uh, off. <laughs> yeah, and
1: they scratched that and said no, uh, it doesn't we'll do feel a, right. It it just we'll feels a like a, a copy yeah. of it, and yeah. they did a new version. And actually,
0: yeah. I would li- would like to. I, had, I would very much like to have a, a copy, basically of the Lord of the the Rings L C G in the Star Wars universe, because I, I there are a lot of the Rings L C G. It's it's relaxed and laid back and it's deck building, but not too, too, too involved, right? You, you, you pick your, you pick mm. your, your deck and it's, it can be thematic, but it ha- doesn't have to be. And you play this, mi- these missions. And, and I would really like to have that in the Star Wars universe. Fantastic so.
1: artwork. So the, yeah, the that too. For yeah. The Lord of the Ring LCG is so beautiful. And it's,
0: and it's very thematic because the cards, they re- most of the time they really reflect what's going on in the in the reference the card makes right so you have like like gimli who is taking similar to garka and Imperial sort he's taking damage and then dishing out even more damage because he' he's getting angry and he's into the fight and so that they really they, they did a nice job with with capturing the the theme of the of the characters and the book and the events into the cards and I would like to have that kind of the same for Star Wars and I was I was kind of pissed off that they changed it from uh, a cooperative card game to a versus card game, which I don't like that much because I, I played some Magic and some Hearthstone and it's it's okay, but it's nothing I can get into too deeply because, I don't know, it doesn't interest me.
1: It's for for them really important because uh, they learned that uh, like a good running tournament community can really keep a game alive even if they don't really buy so much but if you have like a many standing years. tournament com- uh, community then they like if a couple of people they even if they don't buy new stuff but the fact that they keep playing and talk to other people about this game they get new people into the game you know
0: yeah and the new people will buy all the old packs and so yeah
1: but they announced like. Uh, this uh, at the American finals they announced a new model for like cycling through the decks which is I think similar what Magic does that only like for like Cards only, to, uh, some cards like from the expansion packs, from the cycles they call yeah, it. I heard are that, only yeah, only legal for yeah. uh, like a couple the, of years, the, but
0: they the phase out stuff that's older, right? So you don't you don't have to have all the, the, the whole catalog exactly, to be yeah. competitive, you only have to have like three years, I think, or two yeah, years. And
1: that's, and that's manageable if you want to play tournament, if you yeah. just want to play for the fun of it or for collecting, then you can go for it. But you can
0: go for all, yeah. Like I do with a lot of ring stuff,
1: <laughs> but uh, I think we came a little bit off topic. But <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, That's that, okay. that, that will happen from time to time. Yeah. So yeah, let's go on to our next tick on our, our on our tick list. We all, we actually have only four more topics today. And the next is uh, community stuff and we w- I want to highlight something happening in the community either on BGG or FFG boards or somewhere else that's interesting or helpful, helpful for running skirmishes, for like running campaign or whatever in, having to do with Imperial Assault. So the third, first thing I, I found out is someone did an automated campaign sheet for Google Docs. I think he started to do it in in, in Excel. But he switched over to Google Docs, and he now made it publicly available. It's mostly bug-free, and you you set it up like the normal campaign sheet. It also looks very much like the normal campaign sheet. But you have most of the calculating stuff basically that goes down the drain. You don't have to do it anymore because um, the you you put in how many experience the rebels get, and then the uh, this is. Uh, accumulated to a pool and from then on they can choose cards and you put in the card and the, the cost for for the card is automatically deducted from the pool. So you you don't you, you rule out any mathematical errors you can make on paper like maybe I maybe I did during during the first campaign. So it's also you don't have to you don't have to strike through the the whole campaign sheet sometimes if you you're doing the, 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 credits calculation and they, they get credits and then you buy stuff and then they sell stuff and you strike through numbers all the time. It doesn't look that nice. And so the, the automated campaign sheet does help with that. And you can, you can try it out yourself. I'll put the, the link to the board game, a board game geek article or forum thread in the show notes and you can try it out for yourself. Basically copy a version of it and Use it during your campaign. It's probably really helpful. And I'll, I will use it in my second campaign. So I'll, maybe I have some experience next time and talk about that. It
1: sounds very useful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe someone comes out with something similar for the skirmish. I already saw something did a, did a skirmish, um, army builder and deck builder. I think. Did you see it on board? No, I haven't
1: seen that one.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can find it for the next episode. Yeah. Let's see, so that's the community stuff for this episode. The next uh, item I wanted to talk is... I'll try to include each week a new rule cl- clarification uh, where there's some rule, that there are many rules in the game that are kinda ambiguous or not really that well worded. So uh, I'll try to either to, to, to to know or to get to know how it works via BoardGameGeek or the FFG forums, or I'll just mail to FFG and wait to wait for a reply from them. And for the first uh, card, I want to talk about. It's from the Imperial Class deck, uh, Military Might. You have the card Endless Ranks, and it reads, when I can find it, when you deploy a trooper, re- reduce its deployment cost by one. So. Uh you have to know about how to deploy figures and uh normally like stormtroopers which have the trooper trait uh cost I think six threat and this card lowers the Thread you you need to expand to put these three um miniatures on the board to five. But it was unclear if that also uh if that also um, takes place when you just reinforce the group, because each turn, if one of the Stormtroopers is still alive and you have two threat, you can reinforce the group with one additional Stormtrooper. They can never be more than three per group, but if you have just one or two, you can expand two threat and put another Stormtrooper in the game. And it wasn't clear if that deduction also takes place during reinforcement, and the answer is. It doesn't. So you still pay the whole two fret, or for the leader counterpart, you pay three fret for an additional board uh, figure on the board. And the next um, clarification about this card is that this deduction also doesn't accumulate uh, over the game. So if you if you put a, a stormtrooper group on the board for five fret, and they all get defeated. The card you have in your hand, you you returning the card to your hand, you can play it again. But the card returning to your hand, it doesn't doesn't carry over this deduction. So you don't have to you can't apply the deduction again to reduce the cost to four fret, But it's so it's still costing five fret. and that's I think it's a problem with the card because the card is not that good if you if you consider how much it costs because uh, it costs two experience with which isn't that it, It's not that that much because the the most in, uh, the most expensive uh, cards cost uh, four experience, but for two experience you get a deduction of threat for one for all your all your stormtroopers. But they it doesn't impact the game that much. I I think I I played it in my first campaign and I did use it and it did come in helpful maybe once or twice where I had exactly that that threat, that amount of threat and I was able to play the uh the stormtroopers. But I don't know, it it's kind of a lackluster card if it doesn't have any additional synergy with Stormtroopers or with playing it again. So yeah. So the basic gist of it is the card only works once and it only reduces your the threat you have to pay for troopers, so like stormtroopers or evap engineers by one, and it's for that it's not a good card, I think. Uh, Havix, you're still here? Yeah, I'm still oh, here. okay. So you were you were silent during all of that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the the only problem I have heard that some people had with the rules was. That um, the wording sometimes for some campaign missions about being wounded and uh, damaged was not really clear. Like some people mist- mistook like having some damage on their uh, character for uh, not being able. Because I think it's meant by wounded if you flip the flip hero the cards, sheet over. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, some yeah, that's people that's also that's uh, also not that, that, Yeah, that's yeah. also
0: not corrected in the FAQ, but it I think it's it's worded consistently throughout the, the manuals. But you have to you have to take care because damage on your card doesn't mean you're wounded. Wounded is only if you take damage equal to your health and then you have to flip over the card to the wounded side. It's called wounded in the in the manual so Maybe that's confusing people.
1: Yeah, the, I think if if people get more used to this mechanic uh, to understand it better, because here in, in this game it, uh, it takes a long time to knock out a hero, yeah, and it's a little bit different mechanic to the mechanic of uh, from from Descent and the other games.
0: That's also that's also what I what I found out during my campaign. It's sometimes it's really hard to 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 hurt or really wound the wounds the the rebel players, especially if you don't play with um, with four rebel figures. But with just three or two rebel figures, because in that case, they also get an additional health boost and it's making them even more resilient. I don't know. But some, some missions are even harder with less figures. Oh, maybe we'll talk about it in the third or fourth episode. <laughs> Let's hear about that. So that's the rule cl- clarification for this week. And that brings us to the second last topic. The raffle for this episode. Uh, You can win an IG88 villain pack in the first episode. The only thing you have to do is uh, answer the following question to our, and mail us with the, with the answer. And the question is, who was the captain of General Thrawn's flagship Chimera? I think I, I don't know if I spelled that correctly. I did listen to the, to the audiobook of that particular book, uh, a few weeks ago, and I think they said Chimera. Ah. People who know the answer will probably know what I'm talking about. People who don't know the answer probably can Google it because it's a really easy question. (laughs) So if you want to want to win the pack, uh, think of the answer, put it in an email, and send it to podcast at boardwars.eu. Podcast at boardwars.eu. No dashes, no other points. It's just podcast at boardwars.eu. So do that to maybe win an IG-88 villain pack, of course, that only when, when happens the when, they're out, when they're finally <laughs> out. yeah. <laughs> and to qualify, you have to either be uh, somewhere in the US or somewhere in Europe where I can actually send it to you. Not that I have to send it to Australia or something else. That's it for the show, I think. At least for the first episode. We also yeah. we, we did good on time. It's about an hour or so. So uh, I think we covered a lot of topics, a lot of good topics. Our tangent was... Not that didn't went that far off, so it wasn't a success in that. Right, and if you want to contact us, you can find us either on the website uh, www.boardwars.eu or just boardwars.eu. Uh, we can also be reached on Facebook. I have a Facebook page that I'll put the link to it in the show notes. And of course, you can write to podcast at boardwars.eu and uh, also reach me directly with Stefan with P H at boardwars.eu I will also put all of this in the show notes for your convenience so Perfect. that's it for this for this episode, Herrick any any last comments?
1: No, I'm fine with this You're fine, okay,
0: then we'll <laughs> see each other in two weeks and maybe the the packs are out then, if not yeah.
1: Uh, I really hope so, I'm really looking forward We'll
0: have to talk about other things then so
1: We'll see about it. I want to paint a Han Solo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see about that in two weeks. Maybe we'll talk about painting then. Okay, that's it for this show. See you in two weeks.